Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's Friday. So what do we talk about on Fridays? We talk about space on Fridays. That's what we do. We all like space. People seem to get really into it when we talk about space. This should be an interesting discussion today. Uh, we're going to talk about, I mean, you, you saw the William Shatner story this week, right? We now know that there's these private companies that are doing these well, they're near orbit. It's not like they're, you know, setting up camp in space or staying up for any length of time. But the fact of the matter is we talk about space a lot more than we used to. And it, it's it, there's a lot going on when it comes to space. So, obviously, there's concerns because people uh, sometimes do bad things when we have new toys. And there is a concern that possibly, you know, we need to be focusing on how we're going to handle this new reality around space. We need to be talking about peace and collaboration, not war, not competition, which sometimes happens. So let's get some insight on where we are and where we might be going with Ram Jackie, who is acting director at the Institute of Air and Space Law at McGill University. Ram, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. You know, when we take a look, obviously space is changing. You know, now that we're seeing private entities take um, craft up into near orbit and things like that. But the question, Ram, is how concerned do we need to be? Space is getting crowded. Um, are we handling it in the right way? What do we need to fear? What could possibly go wrong here? I'm afraid I'm, we are not. We are digging hole for ourselves. Uh, it is time to be very much aware of what is happening in space, what implication will have um, us as species, um, as individuals, I, as Canadians. I think we have to be very careful. One thing is very important, People may not know about it that much. We are heavily dependent on space for a life or a better life on Earth. So it is very useful domain for, for, for all the humanity. And particularly Canada was the third country to be in space, and we are benefiting from the activities in space. But we, at the same time, we have to be very vigilant and aware of what we as you said, bad things are happening. And my, my fear is those things uh, need, uh, will be actually expanding. It means the bad things will be expanding. Now, um, when we talk about space, Ram, obviously we're talking about it's going to have to be international. I mean, there's no country that can do this. Don't we already have some work in place around how we're going to handle space at the international level through the UN going back quite a ways? That, that is correct. It is, this is what in the legal jargon is called an area beyond national jurisdiction. Right. That simply means it is a, a, a global commons, right? It is for everybody. And that has been determined from the day one and, you know, from uh, October 1957. And, and Canada has been, um, you know, party to that kind of debate, discussion, and agreement through the United Nations. The United Nations has set up a number of created about five treaties uh, in space. One of the most important treaty or international agreement is what is called um, Outer Space Treaty, uh, which said it is for everybody, for the benefit uh, of all countries. Uh, and no country should be dominating or uh, claiming everything in space. Um, are, we, are we adhering to that? Or are we seeing some of those 
treaties and some of those agreements um, not being followed. Are you concerned about that? Uh, I think we have been, you know, doing it for almost, you know, 50 years or, you know, 40 40 years or so. We have been very good. Um, We mean something the humanity. And particularly, I would say the major space power, they have been very good. For the last about 10 you know, years or so, things are going um, going in the bad direction. Um, I, I tell you two two which two things which really concerns me and concern should everybody. Uh, it should concern everybody. One thing is the militarization and weaponization and preparation for war in space. That's a very serious uh, development. And um, the second is the all the junk we are putting in space. Yeah. My fear is that in so 20 years from now, or maybe earlier than that, we may not be in a position to go to space safely. It is so much junk there, and that is going to be there for not one, two, three, four years, for centuries. And that is a very serious matter. Okay, so let's walk through those two. When we talk about militarization of space, I think that's an obvious concern. You know, I mean, could we be on the brink of a space arms race could could that be something where people are, or countries are are you know amassing weapons in space yes they have already started it you may be saying the us is going to de- declassify its weapons they you know they prepared for space so if they are declassifying that means they have already prepared you know constructed yeah. designed built and all kinds of things so that's one thing and the second thing is at least you know russia United States, China, and India have already tested their weapons in space, killing the, the satellites in space. So they have already tested, perfected that, and naturally they are preparing for that. And top of that, you see that the country, some countries are preparing the rules of engagement in space. And this is a, you know, this is no secret. And they are preparing how to fight war. And then, you know, recently United States has established a space force. You know, they have now, you know, Navy, Army, you know, and Air Force and now Space Force. The same thing has been done by Russia, yes, and and, and France. So the countries are, are actually setting up their war-fighting forces. So the treaties that we have in place, I mean, those are being ignored. There's no enforcement. I mean, basically, those were just, for lack of a better term, a gentleman's agreement, something that countries signed on to voluntarily? Well, no, I will not say that. I think they, they are treaty binding on the countries. They must, they are uh, supposed to be respecting. Yeah. International law generally is, you know, is, is not, in general, it's not enforceable. But again, at the same time, this is what you call, um, you know, it's an agreement. You must respect that. And countries, I will say, mostly respect that. Not only that, but other international treaties also, they respect that. So I don't want to give you the impression that international law is useless. Yeah, no, sure. It is, it's very useful. For example, we, we take flight from one country to another country. Right? It may be phone calls. These are all part of international law. And mostly it has been, even in space, has been has been respected very well. But lastly, as I mentioned, the countries have started, which I will call innovative interpretation yeah, of the yeah. field. And cleverish way of this. Oh, but this letter does not say that. That letter doesn't say that. This was done. This kind of thing is there. They know that there's nobody who's going to challenge them or they, you know, they may not be dragged into court. So they feel free to do this thing. But in that way, I think public people like you and our, you know, people, your listeners must be aware of all these things to, uh, and inform 
and require our politicians to be vigilant of this and, and take part in debate to control uh, this kind of militarization of weaponization of space. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and like you say, it's it's got to be a collaborative effort because there's a lot of different countries involved. You know, even when you're talking about the space junk, there has to be an international um, initiative and effort and cooperation in order to make it even just safe to travel through space. We've talked about this on the show before. Uh, it's getting very cluttered, so we need collaboration in order to address how we're going to handle space now that it's becoming more accessible. Absolutely. We need collaboration, we need cooperation, but before that, I think we need to be aware of that. I think the shows you have in the something is, a, is, is, is a making big contribution to let people know this is what is happening. I am a strong believer in democracies. That means the people have to know what is happening in space. It is not only for the private company or the governments. Right, not the armed forces. It is you and me, yep. and we have to say where uh, our future. You know what kind of future we will have it, or what kind of future our children, grandchildren will have it. Makes perfect sense to me, uh, Ram. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you very much for having me on your show. Okay. That is, thank you. That is Ram Jack, who is uh, acting director at the Institute of Air and Space Law in McGill University.